When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Spicier Than Therapy with Twin and Tear, the podcast where we discuss polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, communication, neurodiversity, kink, and all of the wonderful things that we think go into a healthy, loving relationship. Yes, indeed. Hey, Twin, what are we going to do on today's episode? We're going to try and take over the interwebs. Yeah, we are. Actually, today we are talking about dating and relationships. Um, I love the absolute title that we have already picked out for this episode, which is Dating Apps Are the Devil. Yeah, because, you know, if you have been on the internet at all in the last five years at least you know for a fact that dating apps tinder okcupid the facebook dating nightmare all of those are a cesspit especially if you're a woman not an adventure i want to try again anytime soon Right. And there are so many dating apps out there. Hinge, Bumble, Grindr. Uh, somebody even told me, and this was one of my besties, so shout out Corbin, uh, that TikTok had turned into a dating app. And she wasn't wrong about that. And so we're not going to just be talking about dating apps. We're also going to be talking about, you know, dating styles, relationships, ways to communicate that, and some of uh, the successes and pitfalls that Twin and I have had in our dating adventures. Yeah, because, you know, don't even get me started on FetLife and the monstrosity that that is. You know, I actually had a TikTok video go kind of viral, not like one of my biggest ones that would get half a million views, but I did one on like rejoining FetLife after being off the site for years and going instantly, fucking nope. And that went really far. Like that, that one had some legs. People had thoughts on how toxic FetLife can be. I will say though, since I rejoined within the last year, I think because of our social media platform, it's been a lot better experience for me. Well, dating for men and women in general is different, right? Women have to deal with so much more bullshit and so much more shenanigans in the dating world than men ever will. Now I'm talking about, you know, heterosexual men and women only at this point because the gay male contingent in the dating app sphere has to deal with all sorts of other shenanigans, but I can't speak from experience on those. But as a general rule, as a generality, women have to deal with some absolute shenanigans while dating, whether or not it's on or organic, just in the regular world. So women and femme presenting people uh, definitely got the short end of the stick. Um, I, I, we, one of the other reasons we're not going to comment too much on sites and apps like Grinder and stuff like that is because neither of us have any experience with them. Obviously, we oh. have 
we're not on them. We have mostly been in heteronormative, you know, heterosexual relationships. He, he is straight. I'm not. But most of my experience has been with heterosexual relationships because even when I was on the dating apps and such and actively looking to date women, it was always weird because the conversations really didn't go anywhere in my experience. Um, I didn't really, the few conversations I had with women through dating apps and such either, they were couples that were fish catfishing with the wife, which is disgusting. Um, or the conversations I had with actual women, you know, solo looking for dating just never really went anywhere, um, which was really disappointing because I was actually hoping that they would. I'd like to date more women. And, you know, outside of TikTok, which I'm still not sold on as a dating app since it's not its implicit purpose. Yeah, I know we ended up finding each other through TikTok, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it's not it's not its sole purpose. Right. Like it wasn't created to be a dating app where something like Hinge or Bumble was. So outside of TikTok, I've never actually been on a dating app. This is one of those videos that I did forever ago. I've never had an account on a dating app. I've never signed up through one and I've never talked to anybody through one. Like I've had tons of interwebs friends over the last decade or so, but never with the express purpose of going out on a date or finding a relationship or even finding a hookup. Although I guess FetLife could be consider that as well. But I mean, Twin, I know you've been on dating apps before and you can talk about, you know, the specific ones that you're on or you were on if you'd like, but what has your experience been on those? Because I just don't, I don't have enough experience to pull from. I can talk about my regular life, but uh, dating apps specifically, eh, not as much. Oh, I wish y'all could see my face right now because I'm just sitting here like, let me at it. Uh, because oh boy buckle up all right so dating apps for me have been interesting to say the least so they started way back when with i started way back when it, with okcupid right because it was a free one it was easy it was a website it was cute it was a nightmare it was a fucking nightmare although i did find somebody that i actually am still friends with she and her husband were looking to find a third or then husband and um, they are no longer together but she and her then husband were looking to find a third and to their credit they were actually like very open about the fact that they were looking for a third unfortunately at the time i lived in memphis they lived here in new orleans um so never went anywhere but she and i are actually still good friends um i love her to bits and pieces she's amazing uh and then so that didn't really go anywhere because it was just, like I said, it was a fucking nightmare. Men are gross. And then few, fast forward a few years later, I'm single again and trying again. And there's Tinder. And that was a cesspool. Um, although it did get me dinner a couple of times because, you know, your girl was broke and needed food. And was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go on a date for dinner. And it was not my crowning moment of glory, but it worked. So in previous episodes, we've talked about like toxic polyamory. Is that like toxic dating, just going out on dates for food? No, because <laughs> here's the thing. Both times uh, that I actually did this and I was like, you know what? Like conscientiously made the decision. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I, I paid for it immediately. Like the instant karma was real. Because the first time that I went, uh, it was with this guy that he showed up to pick me up from my place because I didn't have a car at the time. He showed up to pick me up from my place, 
with a giant like 32 ounce styrofoam gas station cup of wine. I'm dead serious. And then I was like, well, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable getting in the car. It was still mostly full. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, don't drink it anymore until we get to where we're going. You know, we go on the date. It's awful. Obviously. Um, he was definitely cheap. I don't know. I'm assuming he was an alcoholic. I don't actually know. I didn't get to know him that well. Um, shockingly. We went on the date and it was so awful that I ended up calling for an angel shot, you know, from the bartender. And I was like, hey, like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this isn't cool anymore. And so they ended up um, getting rid of him and called me a cat back to my place because I was like, this isn't, why did I get this person my address? Um, never heard from him again. So, and he didn't stop me and murder me. So that was cool. Um, and then the second time that I did it, I actually felt really bad, uh, for that guy because I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship. It was really shitty. And I was going on this date with this guy, one, cause I was hungry and two, like we'd already been kind of talking anyway and making plans to go on a date. And finally he was like, Hey, and I was like, you know what? Sure. So we go on this date. And I was still so caught up on the guy that I had just broken up with that I asked the same question like three times while we were on the date. And I was not at all interested in this dude anyway, just for a variety of reasons. Um, But I finally, at the end of the date, I was like, I'm so sorry. I cannot pay attention. I'm just not invested in this. This is, this has been awful. Um, And I, I was like, do you want to just split the ticket and we'll call it even? And he was like, no, it's cool. I got it because this is learning experience for me too. Cause the dude had as much personality as drywall, but it was, you know, a thing. And so to his credit, he was cool about it, but it was just, it was a god awful date. Yeah. And that was always pretty much my like intent behind dating. I was never really like dating with the intent of like let's have a serious relationship or blah 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 like i was i always took it like the stance of like yeah let's see what happens um so you know that i had that going for me at least but when it came to like the actual like talking to people online part oh my god like and i i very much believe that people should introduce themselves and only really if they can date organically like you were saying like where you meet out in the wild kind of thing because when I tell y'all that the anonymity of the internet has made these men bold and the fucking audacity that comes across in these instant messages and these dms oh dear god and I'm not saying you can't establish and cultivate really good relationships strictly online so like I've been online on message boards and forums and groups like that for years and years. And two of my very best friends, uh, I've never actually met in person. We have been friends online for, you know, seven, eight longer years. And we have a relationship. We still can, we call each other and text and talk online and all of that. So you can establish a good healthy relationship online. It begins there, right? And then it kind of progresses into other modes of communication. But to your point, yeah, I feel like the anonymity of some of these dating sites that I've heard in just like anecdotal responses from my friends, most of whom are female, or from some of my other guy friends, it leads to some toxic behavior, which they wouldn't necessarily exhibit out in the wild. 
Oh, well, of course not. I mean, look at, you know, any of these like um, Instagram accounts or what have you that roast the messages from these guys. You know, there's Instagram, there's TikTok. There are multiple, there are dozens of accounts that are dedicated just to roasting these messages. And I've done it. It's fun. I actually follow one of those on Instagram and I I hate that I love it so much. It's called Beam Me Up Soft Boy. And I've showed that to you, Twin. And I like I hate that I enjoy it so much, but I can't not look at it. It is so good and so cringe and so toxic. And it is a perfect like poster outline of what not to do as a man navigating complex relationships online like here's the the way to not go about it and like admittedly i have had some history of just doing some really dumb things and making poor decisions when i'm trying to establish a relationship with someone right like it happened to the best of us so i'm not saying you have to be perfect all the time you just have to try harder and do better in most cases but that website or that instagram account is so good Oh yeah, dumb things like uh, like making breakfast there. Yeah. <laughs> so, story time. Twenty twenty one was a banner year for me in dating. Like, shout out to all of the amazing women that I got a chance to hang out with and spend some time with. The healthy ones, anyways. So, because I'm kind of a like a. a a really thoughtful person most times, and I want everybody to have a good time. Whether or not we're doing any sort of sexy sexy shenanigans, I want everybody to have a great time. But 2021 really was a banner year. I ran through a lot of different zip codes in uh, the, some of the Texas areas. But I always approached any of my dates or hookups with women in the same manner. I was always very open, honest, and transparent about what my intentions were. So before we would actually go out on a date, I would talk to most of these people and say, all right, like um, I'm down to go out and have a great time. We can hang out, let's take you out on a date, whatever you want to do, I'm, I'm down. I will plan the whole thing, but I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for anything serious. If you are, that's fine. We can go hang out as friends. I'm perfectly down with that. However, if you would like any sort of shenanigans, I have a two shenanigan date rule because people tend to develop feelings i know you should see twins face right now i realize how problematic it is now like i did it in a healthy way i told them up front it was a problematic way to approach dating but in my mind i was like look people generally develop feelings after two to three you know shenanigan times so if i limit it to just two the likelihood that anything negative will happen is lower however I had forgotten during this period that the dating bar was so fucking low as to be on the floor. So if you are a moderately articulate and well-spoken guy with manners who treats someone with respect, dignity, and then does the bare fucking basics, people instantly fall in love. I was unprepared for this level of like stage five clinger no going into this and i knew the bar was on the floor right i knew that people had were just disgusted with dating apps and it had so many negative experiences so i took people out and i showed them a great time we went and did events or danced or you know had great dinners walked along the river walk and if it ended in shenanigans consensual shenanigans fantastic 
I would allow people to stay over. Like I had no compunction against people staying over at my place. I lived in a dope ass place. Shout out to all the TikTok people that know exactly where I'm talking about. You can take your drink now. But the next morning they would wake up and because, you know, I'm a gentleman, I would make breakfast. Every female friend I have has told me, okay, uh, A, your, your total plan was flawed anyways, but the breakfast... <laughs> The breakfast was where you done fucked up. Yeah. Um, I've had to explain to him. I explained to him when we were still dating and initially talking. I'm like, you do understand, you know, as he mentioned, the dating bar being on the floor, right? For most women, especially the kind he attracts. Uh, don't give me that look. You have a type. <laughs> you liked your damaged damsels, okay? What? Anyway, so the indignant look right now um <laughs> so oh god what was i going with that oh yeah so i explained to him you know i'm like you no no honey no that you're dumb you're dumb you're done fucked up you can't be nice to people if you don't want them to glom on to you like don't get me wrong man is very talented he knows what he's doing but like, it's not that good that people are going to be like instantly like in love with this man. What? Don't give me that look. You don't. It's not magical. Okay. Any more than I'm magical. But <laughs> you're welcome. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All of this is getting good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I had to like, when we were first talking, I had to tell him like, dude, no, like you have a type. You love your damaged damsels. You cannot, cannot, don't give me that look. You cannot be that nice to those girls because we fall in love. And I'm using we, we, me, I'm including myself here. We fall for somebody treating us well a lot harder because we're not used to it. We don't know what to do with it. We're like, oh my God, I never want to let this go. And so when you're sir over here making breakfast and you know consoling them at three in the morning you know you can't you can't do that you you can't and i think for me it comes from the fact that the majority of my friends are women i got a lot of guy friends too but the majority of my friends are women so i'm used to being a sounding board to my female friends when they're having problems and like helping them work through it and things like that and so you know, when these women would show up at my house at like 2 a.m. crying on my doorstep because I enforced the two-date shenanigans rule, I'm like, all right, well, they're having some issues. I will, you know, try to make them feel better. But I didn't make that particular one breakfast. But yeah, the sheer number of people that would just show up to my apartment and just be like in tears because I'm like, no, no, I told you what the rules were up front. And I'm enforcing it like, what part of those rules didn't you understand? I feel like they were taking it as, oh, I can change him. Which is problematic in its own thing. But can we just go back to like, I just realized something while you were saying all that. Okay. You're the straight gay best friend. What does that even mean? So like, you know, you hang out with all the girls, you, you talk to them, you're emotionally in tune for the most part. You know, you, you do all of the, the, the gay best friend things. You dress well. You know how to dress women, you know, in the sense of, like, that looks good, that doesn't, you know, the constructive criticism. You do all of these things, and you know how to cook, and you know how to clean, and you know how to do all of that. Like, 
You're like the gay best friend, but straight. See, and I always thought that whole trope was toxic though. Like, you know, the, the man who acts as that, but is still trying to sleep with the women. To me, that sounds problematic. And I hope I'm not that. You weren't not problematic. I'll say that. Okay, so problematic in what way? Because this is not how this episode I thought was going to go. <laughs> this has turned into a roasting of tear, but I'm genuinely curious now, like what part of that did you consider problematic? Because that's that's actually a good point for me that I'm always trying to make. If you've listened to our previous episodes, it's all about you know continuing personal growth and development. If there are ways in which I am still problematic as a friend or things like that, these are the things I want to know so that I can learn and grow for, from it. No, you're definitely not problematic now. I'm just saying that like the, the man ho phase, right, that you were in, that we were in because I was doing it too. Like a ho phase in general is not usually done from a healthy place or it's not coming from a healthy place typically. Like you're kind of filling a void, right? How you do that, like it, it's not necessarily problematic. It's not necessarily toxic or bad or harmful. It's just not great, especially when you're sending what could be called mixed signals to women. See, and this is one of the things that the besties at the time told me that I was sending mixed signals. And I'm like, look, I communicated up front that we can hang out just as friends if they would like, or hang out as, you know, friends with benefits if they would like. But if it was a friends with benefits relationship, it's limited to two because I'm not looking for relationships however to me and this is something i think is still a disconnect that i don't still quite grasp establishing those rules and boundaries beforehand yet still being gentlemanly or treating people with respect making them breakfast things like that to me those aren't mixed messages that's clearly establishing boundaries up front and for most people, yes, you'd be right. But again, as I mentioned earlier, you have a thing for your damaged damsels. You you have a type. I love you. You have a personality type. And for us, damaged damsels, for us, you know, that is a mixed signal because, oh, he just wants to be friends, but he's treating me like a girlfriend, what I expect somebody to treat their girlfriend like. And it's, you know, again, like, how you explained it, yes, you you outlined it where your boundaries were and everything else like that. Like, that's totally fair. And what they do once you outline your boundaries is entirely upon them. But it, it, it could, I could see how that could be mixed signals. And that's why I'm saying, like, you're not problematic, but you're not not problematic. Does that make sense? It does. And, and really, I want to give credit to the women from 2021, uh, who were able to respect my boundaries. And, you know, I, I only had one that was like, no, if, if that's your rules, if that's your boundaries, we're just going to be friends. And I was like, dope, you know, high five, let's go to a concert. Kind of, you did the thing. The majority of women took me at my word, right? And maybe they're just not used to men keeping their word. I don't fucking know. But the majority of women took me at my word and were like, yep, this is cool. And we are still friends to this day. So shout out to all of you who are still listening. I think it was just, it was such a small subset of that group that just couldn't hang or couldn't handle those boundaries, either didn't respect those boundaries or didn't believe me. 
there's also something to be said for the scientific aspect of this of like the oxytocin that gets released serotonin dopamine all the happy chemicals that get released when you're around somebody especially if you are somebody who is you know struggling with depression or other mental health disorders maybe you're getting treatment maybe you're not whatever um and so when you have those happy chemicals flooding your brain from you know yayas or somebody treating you well you do get more um from that than you might otherwise get if you didn't have a deficiency in those fields so all that to say you know we'll 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 get back to our original point here now of like dating apps are trash um who do we want to roast next now that we're done roasting you oh fet life it's not a it's not a dating app but i got plenty to say on this one so for those of you who are unfamiliar with what fet life is it is a bdsm and kink friendly social website right that's originally how it started think about my space with handcuffs somebody said that to me once in one of my videos and i laughed so hard so like old school myspace but you know with handcuffs and restraints and all sorts of fun things so that's what fet life is that's how it started it's kind of like a social club it's basically porn friendly facebook you make an absolutely wonderful point. And I just realized we've already been recording for longer than we intended to. So I'm going to kind of divert us back into the apps themselves and, and some tips. But I feel like this is one of those topics we could do two or three episodes on. So let us know if you want to hear more on this specific episode. You know, drop us a review, hop into our Discord, things like that. But kind of wrapping this one up. So we've talked about all of these different dating apps and how we have navigated some, or in my case, how we haven't navigated them and, you know, talk to people and things like that. But the thing that I want us to focus on, and I think Twin, you have a unique perspective on this, is how can people in general navigate dating apps better, not only from their personal perspective, so they're not coming off as creepy or weird to, you know, other people who are interested in them, but as a user, how can they navigate those apps better to have it be a more productive or fulfilling experience? So I think the first thing to keep in mind, um, when you're approaching somebody, approach them in their DMs the exact way, hopefully, that you would again hopefully approach them in real life hi how are you i'm so and so i'm glad that i can make your you know something like tinder where you have to swipe left swipe right whatever oh i'm glad you decided to swipe whatever direction it is right you know what do you like to do what are your interests don't and and like before you even message by the way because this was another thing that i would like instantly unmatch block whatever don't ask a question that is readily available in their profile. Go through and read the other person's profile and actually take note of what they say. They're not filling that in for fun, y'all. That's actually a wonderful point that brings me back to a lot of the feedback I was getting from my female friends last year is that a lot of the people, whether they were men or other women or MBs or anything like that on dating apps, weren't even putting in the bare minimum effort to read someone's profile, see who they were, what their interests were, anything like that. And I remember making a video on it, and this is probably like summer of last year, and just being so incredulous. I'm like, this is the baseline. Like, if you can't take 
one and a half to two minutes of your precious time and actually read something about someone that you're interested in, you don't deserve to go on a date with them. Exactly, 100%. Like I would block people so fast because they would ask me something that was, and I like, you know, and I'm neurotic that I am, I would go through and order all of my stuff, you know, like most important thing to talk about, least important thing to talk about on my profile, right? You know, and I would give you a little credit if you asked about something that was towards the bottom of my profile, I'd give you a little leeway. But if you asked about something that was right up there at top and proved to me that you hadn't read my profile, that you were basing your messaging solely on how I looked, bye. Don't have time for you. I don't care. You are superficial and we're done here. I feel like I want to do an episode on uh, how to talk to women. Just like a baseline primer. I've had so many male friends in the past that have zero clue how to talk to a woman. I'm like, look, treat them with respect and dignity like they are a fucking human and be interested, be a learner of people. Find out what they're interested in. Tell them what you're interested in. Don't talk about yourself the whole goddamn time. But I feel like we could do an entire four-part series on just how to talk to women and treat them with respect. That's actually a good idea. We might we might have to make this into a series, you guys. Y'all let us know. Like Pierre said, let us know in the Discord, whatever, you, uh, if you want this to become a series. So we're just, we'll just wrap up here, actually. And uh, you guys let us know if you want to hear more about all this. And while you're doing that, we'd love to hear more feedback about your experiences with dating apps. I mean, to me, I'm fascinated by people and psychology and sociology. So if you have some dating app horror stories or something like that, or just some good ones too, drop it in the Discord, tag either of us on TikTok or Instagram. I really want to know what your experiences have been on dating or on apps and things like that. So as a reminder, on TikTok, it is Twin Peaks, all one word, and Tear Doesn't TikTok, all one word. Right. And, you know, if you do mention your story or give us your story and you can always, always, always DM us, by the way, if you're not comfortable with it being uh, in public, you can DM us through Discord. That is totally fine. That's the one place where we'll allow that, you know, carte blanche is through Discord. And just make sure that you put in there that it is about the podcast. Um, and we'll happily, you know, if you're cool with it, we'll read it out on the uh, sound waves for you guys. But uh, on that note, darling, I think it's time that we wrap it up. What do you think? I think you're right. But honestly, I don't think we've ever mentioned how to get to our Discord. And I don't know if we have a Discord link on our landing page. So if you go to either our Instagram or our TikTok, there's a link tree right there. I'll make sure we put this on our show page. Um, click on the link tree. It's got all of our socials listed on there. It's got our Discord channel. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever else the hell you can find us. Um, but yeah, I don't actually think we've ever linked people to the Discord before. Neurotypical who? How dare you? So I'm actually going to do the sign off today. I know you do it so well, but it's fun. This has been a fun episode. So as always, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Give yourself grace, love, and patience. Stay off the dating apps until you're uh, ready uh, to do it in a healthy way. And more importantly, go out and do some dope shit.
Bye.